This is Rob Temple for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted, as always, to be joined by WBC President Mr. Mauricio Suleiman. Mauricio, I feel a bit seasick because you're in the car today, so we're a little bit jittery. How are you? Fine, fine. Uh, sorry for the much movement going on, but uh, it's a new reality. And I'm very happy to be in your show again, once again. And I apologize for the much movement from the car. That's okay, no problem, man. As always, it's a real pleasure to have you on. Look forward to our catch-ups. Um, so, where are you? What are you doing? I'm in Mexico City. Um, yesterday, I was in Tijuana. I went to to that uh, city to present the silver belt to Jose Cepeda, uh, who had an unbelievable fight. I don't know if you watched it. Oh, of but course. the multiple knockdowns by both fighters, it was uh, very exciting. And I was just very, very pleased to meet uh, Cepeda, to to present him the belt officially. And just, uh, just so many things going on in the boxing world, which is very gratifying to all of us. Marissa, if I just ask you to move your screen down a little bit, you, you start to disappear out of shot. Can you move it down? There we go. He's back. There we go. Um, you mentioned Jose Zepeda and Ivan Baranchek. Of course, I watched it. Brilliant fight. Um, the last time me and you spoke, we spoke about uh, we spoke about the great fights of years gone by with two Mexicans. Obviously, this didn't have two Mexicans, but we spoke about Barrera versus Morales. I know they're not Mexican, but we spoke about Gatti Ward and other fights like that. Where did Zepeda Baranchek uh, land for you with with regards to great fights? It was all action. Ah, it has to be uh, a classic, instant classic, which will be remembered for generations. Uh, this fight will be shown uh, throughout the years when you want to exemplify drama and uh, competitiveness and uh, high, high levels of uh, simply uh, big heart by both fighters. Uh, just as we watch Foreman against Lyle going up and down, this is going to be seen and watched by many, many millions of people around the year for forever and throughout the years. Absolutely. I and mean, great for boxing. Right. Before we come on and talk about some of the news that's flying around uh, the boxing scene at the minute with regards to the WBC, as I understand it, I spoke to you earlier on today, you met with the board of governors today that you had a meeting, anything that I should know about, you got any news you'd like to tell me, Mauricio? Well, we had a we we're conducting every 15 days uh, board of governor meetings, so we can uh, continue uh, this great opportunity of of the video conferences. Uh, we usually uh, before the pandemic we would communicate by letters and then phone calls, and then we would meet uh, in the conventions. But now this is great, so we can be much more proactive and fast in, in every single matter that, that uh, is going on. Uh, yes, uh, we, we have voted uh, in favor of the creation of the new weight category. Uh, specific details will be uh, sent to begin in November. But the weight category is finalized, it's uh, accepted and uh, we will move uh, forward 
with that plan. Uh, we reviewed the weight categories. Uh, as I was telling you, we have uh, two world title bouts in Mexico City uh, presented by Matchroom uh, and Sanfer next Friday, the 23rd. And there's a couple of tests that are pending that uh, everyone is hoping they are false positives, but uh, there, were, there were some uh, preliminary lab uh, work came with two positive uh, for two of the title uh, fights. Uh, they just went this morning to have a complimentary tests and we will know by tonight what is the status. If there is a need to, to change uh, challengers, the WBC board of course approved the discretion to do and to have the flexibility to support the promotion. Um, we talked about tomorrow, Lomachenko against uh, Teofimo Lopez. Very exciting. Um, we discussed your favorite topic, which is the franchise designation and, uh, and, and the conversations that uh, we have had with Top Rank this week. Because the, this fight is a perfect uh, feeding of the real uh, meaning, the real uh, purpose of the franchise designation, having this in place uh, was the reason for which uh, Lomachenko and, and Lopez can take that fight. Uh, it was planned this way when they petitioned for, for the franchise designation and now with Lopez uh, and Top Rank requesting that the winner is absolutely recognized, uh, then it gives a different meaning to the franchise designation. Now, if Lopez beats Lomachenko, he is gonna be the franchise uh, designation of that division. So it is a great unification bout. There is great interest on, on what's gonna happen in the ring. And uh, we're very proud that uh, this process helped the fans get to see Lomachenko Lopez, which in my opinion is going to be one of the best fights in, in many years. It's certainly looking that way. And I, as you, um, am very, very excited to, to see Lomachenko versus Lopez tomorrow night from Las Vegas. I was going to come on to our, our much beloved topic of the franchise title later on in the interview, but because you've just mentioned it, let's talk about it quickly there. Obviously, the last time we spoke, we found out that Tiafimo Lopez had petitioned for, you know, franchise championship rights as it were after or as and when he beats Lomachenko if and when he beats Lomachenko should I say um does Lomachenko again as we understand this is kind of a developing a developing new designation would Lomachenko then lose the right as a as a franchise champion I know that we'd spoken previously and from the start about the the franchise title not being able to be lost in the ring if Tifimo Lopez wins, he would become franchise champion. Lomachenko would no longer have a franchise designation. Is that right? Yeah, that is that is correct. Um, this is what we have been discussing. It's a new concept, and uh, with every new concept, every new rule, there's a, adjustments. Uh, it is gratifying to see uh, uh, the franchise champion fighting in the same weight category. As you know, one of the features of this matter is to allow the fighter to move up and down in weight and to take on the fights that uh, are the ones that are needed to see 
to develop the industry. This time it's in lightweight, so it makes perfect sense. And it was voted by the WBC to accept uh, such modification. So in fact, the winner uh, will be recognized as a franchise uh, designation. Uh, whoever wins, that will be the sole uh, champion in that division. And Canelo Alvarez is in the super middleweight uh, division. So, as we've mentioned, it's a you know it's a evolving concept, so to speak. Um, would that now be the the rule in place for the other franchise champion in Canelo Alvarez if he were to lose a fight, or or would it have to be on a on a fight by fight basis? Would you still have to petition before the fight to to win the franchise title, so to speak? It's a fight by fight uh, basis because uh, depends on the weight category. So. It, 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 uh, if Canelo fights in uh, in another division other than than middleweight, where he where he was uh, the champion uh, when he was appointed franchise, then it would be a different if he's in light heavyweight or super middleweight or super welterweight. Before we move on um, and talk about Canelo Alvarez, let's just backtrack a little bit. Um, you mentioned about the, the tests and, and the COVID tests for, for the show next week, the matchroom show next week. That's the first I've heard of it. Are you at liberty to tell me who was involved in those tests? Yes, uh, Carlos Cuadras, the former champion and uh, challenger for Estrada and the challenger for Martinez. Uh, he, both of them, uh, tested positive in in the case of uh, Martinez uh, opponent it has been confirmed because all his team uh, tested positive in in Cuadra's case only him came out positive but with one parameter that uh, was questionable and all his team came out negative that's why Cuadras went this morning to the lab to have a new testing in a different uh, upgrade scenario and hopefully he will be okay and clear to fight next Friday. If he's not, we could do Julio Cesar Martinez versus Juan Francisco Estrada. That's a great idea. You should be a promoter. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not a promoter. I don't think so. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy doing my job. Thank you very much. Um, you just mentioned as well, part of that is the new weight class, something that me and you have discussed repeatedly. Just to confirm that, that's a 224-pound limit. Is that correct for, for the division in between cruiserweight and heavyweight? And as I understand it, the, the jump between light heavyweight and cruiserweight is also being addressed? Yes. Um, 224 in order to make it uh, 16 stone. Uh uh, that was uh, something that we decided to do, to to do like a homage to the British uh, weight uh, structure. 16 stone is exactly the equivalent to 224 pounds. And uh, 190 pounds will be the cruiserweight uh, limit, which uh, that was the original uh, weight years ago. Then it was changed mm -hmm. to 200. Because of this same situation of the, the size of the heavyweights uh, continuously evolving, so, so 190, light heavyweight, 175, cruiserweight 190, and the new division, which we have, we have a surprise name, uh, 224. Maybe you can tell me after the interview. 
<laughs> I promise I won't tell anybody. Um, just just continue around that with the, the creation of the new weight classes and the adjustment of the limits. Is that I'm guessing, I'm assuming, or rather I'm hoping that this is going to be universal across the board. The WBA are also on board, the WBO, IBF, is that correct? Uh, we don't know. We have invited uh, the, the organizations. We have uh, explained to them that uh, we are going to implement a new weight category and that will be uh, up to them. Uh, you know, this we, we're going to have a one-year grace period for the fighters who are currently uh, ranked in, in the current structure. So they're going to have uh, the flexibility to look into uh, selecting which weight category they want to compete in and to be ranked. So there's going to be a few adjust adjustments until we settle in in this new concept. But uh, the reality is the heavyweight division uh, is the greatest uh, championship. And that will begin on 224, but it's not limited. So it's going to be self-explained. Uh, there will be adjustment, adjustments, but uh, the idea is to to give uh, opportunities and, and uh, be aware of those fighters who are uh, big light heavyweights, who are uh, small cruiserweights and who are small heavyweights right now. There's a big gap of uh, talent that uh, could be uh, very much materialized. Just trying to kind of think think ahead and, and see what's kind of what this could potentially look like moving forward for the sport. If for whatever reason, the WBO, the WBA, the IBF, any one of them, two of them or all of them decide, no, we're happy with how we are. We want to keep Cruiserweight at 200. We don't want another weight class. Is that only going to serve to, to cause more division in the sport? I mean, from, you know, a lot, a lot of fans aren't massively in favor of a new weight class. I have to say, I'll be on record, I am quite happy with, with the creation of a new weight class, but a lot of people aren't. Now, if the WBA, the IBF, and the WBO don't come on board, is that not just going to make more division in the sport? I don't see why it, it could create division. Uh, this is just a matter of uh, constantly evolving. Uh, we have always looked into uh, looking for uh, different ways of attending matters. It is a fact that uh, there's a tremendous difference between a fighter who is in the 270, 260, 250 pounds against a, a fighter who is 200, 210. Uh, you can be competitive and you can win, just like Povetkin did. But it's a matter of understanding that there is a large uh, population of fighters who are in that uh, small heavyweight range, big cruiserweight range, that uh, could benefit from having the opportunity of competing in a weight category. So this is something uh, that uh, we have discussed for many years. It's not something new. Uh, we brought data from many years. We have worked. We uh, did not proceed. I think the last attempt was three years ago, but at this time uh, it was it was uh, more convincing understanding that there's a need uh, because this is also addressing the light heavyweights because the jump from 175 
all the way to 200. It's a 25 uh, pound gap, which uh, is, is hurting the possibilities of uh, some fighters to, to go and, and be competitive and not give too much advantage. Moving on, uh, we've mentioned his name already here, Canelo Alvarez. We're still waiting to hear what the latest is with his return to the ring. Obviously, he's got his court court case um, with DAZN and Golden Boy Promotions. What's the latest with regards to Canelo Alvarez? I understand his uh, his purse bid with Avni Yildirim for the vacant WBC super middleweight title has been pushed back. Yes, uh, if you hear something, let me know, please. <laughs> like a, uh, it's a complicated issue. Anytime you go to court, uh, things get out of uh, uh, perspective, get, get out of the possibility of handling uh, several aspects. Uh, we are going to have um, a, a certain definition by next week uh, regarding uh, Canelo Alvarez and, and this situation. Regardless of what happens with Canelo Alvarez, will Avni Yildirim be contesting the vacant title? Yes, Avni Yildirim is in fact the mandatory contender. He's the one that has the rights uh, as he has been consistent in the last two conventions, the way they have been reviewed and approved. And uh, we, we will see, hopefully by next week, we're gonna have a final definition. Marissa, you're just escaping from the shot again. If you could just bring it down for me. There we go. Sorry. I like to, I like to see all of you. I like to see all of you, there we go. I have to blame my, my driver. He doesn't know how to drive, so we're jumping all, all up and down. <laughs> uh, I hear those limousines in Mexico are very smooth, Mercy. I don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on to the heavyweight division. Now, it seems like nothing is ever certain in boxing. Nothing is ever settled in boxing, but particularly in the lightweight division and the heavyweight division at the minute. Now, I know you were, as, you were as surprised as everybody to hear the news or the reported news about Tyson Fury. What's, what's your understanding of the trilogy bout of Deontay Wilder? Our understanding, our, our uh, official understanding, is that the fight is uh, scheduled for December. Uh, this week, many sources started uh, coming out with different information, different news. So I sent a letter to both camps uh, because we do not have any official confirmation of uh, anything differently than December 19th for their fight. So I have reached out to uh, top rank MTK, uh, Tyson Fury, and to Bomb Squad, uh, TGB, uh, Deontay Wilder. And we're waiting to, to get a response from, from both sides and uh, understand exactly what is the situation in the heavyweight division. But just to clarify that, you, you, you've not been made aware of any potential fight from Tyson Fury on December the 5th. You've had no contact from anybody at MTK or top rank suggesting that that's a possibility, only what you've seen in the media. That's correct. Yeah, there's, there's no petition. There's no nothing officially uh, slating uh, the withdrawal of the fight against Fury. I mean, Wilder or petition for a voluntary title defense against another opponent. So we, we sent the letters out to the promoters and we are in the process of uh, gathering their uh, information. 
that's kind of where I was going with it next. I mean, we, we obviously speak very regularly. We, we've discussed Tyson Fury or the WBC mandatory situation post Povetkin White. Um, does that, if that fight were to happen, if Tyson Fury were to take a December the 5th bout, that would be his voluntary defence. And then next year, would, would his mandatory be called? What would be the situation with that? Well, at this moment, there is no mandatory uh, challenger. Um, as, as we have discussed uh, previously, uh, we had the, the Wilder fight to take place. And then whatever was to happen, uh, that would come next. And we have discussed about uh, the Dylan White. when If he had beaten uh, Povetkin, he would have been immediately uh, next to fight the winner of Wilder Fury. So at this moment, uh, the, the only thing that has changed is the, in fact, uh, the Fury Wilder uh, scenario that we are waiting to co they co get confirmation of the date or if there has been a change, then we have to go and go through the Board of Governors and fill them in and, and have them determine the next steps in that division. Was WBC setting any sort of time limit, any deadline on this? Not at this moment. Uh, as I say, this is very fresh, very new. Uh, officially, we're on the understanding of December 19 uh, trilogy, third fight. Uh, anything different leads only uh, informal communications. So as soon as we have a a complete grasp of the situation, then we can rule on anything. We cannot do that through the media uh, information that is out there. We have to do officially from what is uh, communicated directly by the promoters. Just moving on, Mauricio, before I let you go, we've mentioned Dillian White versus Alexander Povetkin, the rematch. Uh, I spoke to Eddie Hearn yesterday. Um, I, I relayed the information that I got from yourself with regards to um, sanctioning the interim title for that. Just give me any update if, if there's been any movement in the last 24 hours with regards to an application or a petition for the interim title for that rematch. Um, as far as I know, I, we have not received anything. Uh, as I said, I was traveling yesterday. I don't know if something came in. I am not aware of any petition uh, regarding that specific fight. We had our Board of Governors meeting this morning uh, and we uh, requested the British Boxing Board of Control to confirm what is the status of Dylan White because he was suspended after the knockout and he was required to undergo uh, specific tests. Uh, I believe the suspension has finished and that he is going through the tests. Uh, the board uh, confirmed that they will Inform the WBC what is the exact status of Dylan White with regards to the British, British Boxing Board of Control. Bit of a mouthful. A lot of Yeah, well, I spoke to Eddie yesterday and I had kind of relayed the, the conversation that I'd had with you to him and said that, you know, usually under normal circumstances, the WBC would receive an application before a fight is announced. Eddie again kind of reiterated his stance that that this was fairly normal, that he wasn't concerned that, that things had been done improperly. Just your comments on that, really. I don't know. I have no, no real comment. Uh, we do a flexible administration 
and the normal practice is to get a fight authorized before announcing it. And that's uh, consistent and that's worldwide uh, normal practice. But I don't wanna get into, I say, he say. Uh, it's not uh, something, uh, by the way, I hope that Eddie is doing well in full recovery after his uh, COVID-19 testing. Uh, we have a couple of Board of Governor members currently recovering. Uh, one is Malte Mueller from Germany, and the other one is Mr. Sabaya Lob from the Ukraine. I'm a little bit concerned about him because of his age, but uh, he has been 10 days in the hospital, but he's progressing very well. And when I learned about Eddie uh, having the COVID-19, of course, we were concerned and hopeful that he would, and also his father, correct? Uh, yes, yes. Harry, so our prayers have been with them, hoping that uh, they fully recover from this uh, uh, situation that has haunted the whole world for this year. That's very well said, and I'd just like to echo that on behalf of, of Boxing Social to, to the WBC Board of Governor members who are... Um, who are convalescing and recovering from COVID-19. We wish them all the best, as we do for you, Mauricio. Always a pleasure catching up with you. Um, appreciate that the news in the last week came as just as big a surprise to you as it did to everybody else. But I look forward to hearing more developments and catching up with you soon. Always a pleasure. Mauricio Suleiman, thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. Thank you, Rob. Have a great weekend, and I look forward for our next uh, conversation. Enjoy the fight tomorrow. Absolutely. Take care. Take care. What? <laughs>